Hello and welcome to Studio RC, an encouragement for both your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max and I am an alcoholic. So this, this episode, we are going to start on a seven episode uh, journey. And we're going to take a look um, at some just some statements that are made by Jesus. Now, some, some may ask, who is Jesus? Maybe you have people at your recovery church campuses that are asking that. Maybe you yourself are asking, who is Jesus? Ever since his time on earth, people have questioned Jesus's identity and what it means and, and who he is. We find in the Gospel of John, one of the four Gospels that introduce and show us who Jesus is and all of uh, many insights to his miracles and his thought processes, Jesus answers this question with seven powerful statements. In his own words, Jesus tells us what we need to know about who he is. So for the next seven episodes of Studio RC. We're going to have uh, seven of these. This, this intro will be the same each time, and then we'll go into a different statement. But we're going to take a look at the seven I am statements of Jesus. Um, each episode will discover a different character trait of Jesus that reveals just who he is and the hope we can have in him. And, and my hope is that by the end of these episodes that you'll be able to see truly that Jesus is God and that's who he's claiming to be. Um, and he always has been and will always be everything we need and um, how he both encourages our recovery through the scripture. And um, I find that th these statements are so powerful. I got some uh, some of the teachings will be uh, from American Bible Society and some other websites informed how I, I took a look at these seven I am statements. What's unique is these statements are unique to the Gospel of John. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the fourth of the Gospel. And these seven statements, Jesus begins by saying, I am. And then he, he fills in the blank of, of who he is. And it, it gives a different aspect of his, his character. And the phrase is, the phrase, I am, it refers all the way back to the Hebrew scriptures in the very beginning into Exodus. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, where God introduces himself to Moses with the expression, I am who I am. And this statement became a way to connect with God personally and was used throughout Israel's history to convey that God always was and always will be. Jesus is explicitly identifying himself as God. Sometimes people say, well, did he really say that? These are part of those, those statements that clearly identify. He's, he doesn't want to leave any doubt of who he is. And each of the seven I am statements follow this, this basic pattern. They're written basically as metaphors and with um, each of the key element to the metaphor being that Jesus expresses I am, and, I, and I'll share them in just a moment what those seven statements are. Jesus always provides an explanation with it. So there, again, there is no misunderstanding to its meaning. 
and that it's clear to his listeners who Jesus is saying that he is. These metaphors often complement one of Jesus's miracles. They come alongside of it. And the statement and a miracle, they both contribute to the understanding of, of one another. And each of the miracle is interpreted by the metaphor or the metaphorical I am statement that Jesus makes. Each statement is intended to give the miracle meaning and context for the ministry that Jesus is performing. And they show us that Jesus's miracles were not just, just random acts of power or mercy, but that they were actions that demonstrated the meaning of his ministry and his teachings and were very intentional, as Jesus often was. Let me share with you the seven statements, and then each episode we will take a look at a different element or a different I am statement. So the first one is bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. The second statement is, I am the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the gate of the sheep. He says, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate of the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The fourth statement is, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. The fifth I am statement, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. The sixth I am statement is, I am the way and the truth and the life. He goes on to say, no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you'll know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then the final I am statement is, I am the true vine and my father is the gardeners. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This sets us up for hopefully what is going to be uh, a very fascinating, encouraging um, uh, series on the I am statements. So without any further ado, let's go to this week's episode of and this particular I am statement that we're going to examine. May you enjoy it. God bless. And here we go. Welcome to the third episode of our examination of Jesus's I am statements from the Gospel of John. This episode, we're going to take a look at the, the statement that says, I am the gate of the sheep. This might be the, the most abstract of all the, the expressions. This may be the hardest one to grasp, but hopefully after giving a little background and, and giving you some context, maybe it'll make more sense and, and it'll, it, it will help encourage you. He says in John 10, 7, and that's Jesus, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate. For the sheep. And then in 10.9, just a, two verses later, 
I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. But whoever enters through me will be saved. Okay, that's a significant line we're going to take a look at because that's pretty controversial. But let's just look at the, the initial I am the gate, of, gate for the sheep and what that means. Oh, I need to add, I need to put the 10 minutes on. I'm getting so excited. I'm, I'm jumping right in, but let's, let's put the 10 minutes on. I kind of got a little extra couple seconds there, but let's put the 10 minutes on. All right, let's go. Sheep spend their entire day grazing. That's what they do. They go around, they, they eat, they eat. But at sundown, shepherds would bring their sheep back to the sheep pen. Um, the sheep pen is is usually an enclosure often made of stone, like stone walls, with one doorway. And the shepherd himself would lie down at the entrance of the pen, becoming the guard that protects the sheep from intruders. He became the, the human gate into the, the sheep pen. And one by one, the shepherd would let the sheep in. Um, not only ensuring their safety from predators, he would examine them for cuts and abrasions. Um, if anything had happened, he would treat them to avoid infection. Um, he, he would, you know, make sure that they were okay. Um, and then uh, he would also ensure that they wouldn't wander off or get lost at night. And so Jesus used this familiar understanding of, of the sort of the the life cycle of the, the sheep. They go out, they graze, they come in and go back to the pen at night. Um, and so people would understand the sheep, the shepherd, and the sheep pen to, uh, to deliver just another wonderful truth about Jesus' own character. He says, I'm the gate. All who come in through me will be saved. Through me they will come and go and find pasture. In other words, they'll, they'll have everything they, they need. When Jesus proclaims that he is the gate for the sheep, he is saying he is the one and only way to God. That is a significant statement. With many, like with many of these I am statements, Jesus is saying things that are highly controversial and but he is telling, I am the way. Um, I'm the only way to get to God. Anyone who tries to offer salvation apart from me, apart from Jesus, is a thief or a robber. It tells us in John 10, 10, the thief comes only in order to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I have come in order that you may have life and life in its fullness. Jesus is the gate. Jesus is the difference. He is the way that leads to a life filled with everlasting, with everything that Jesus has to offer. Joy, love, peace, grace, salvation, and everlasting slash eternal life. Um, I think that what's interesting about this, when Jesus proclaims that I am the, the one and only way, it reminds me of how it works from the big book. Um, it tells us in how it works. The first line in how it works, it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who's thoroughly followed our path. Like, this is the way to get sober. You know, do this. And how many times have you been in a meeting where people said, 
I didn't do the steps and I was miserable or I didn't feel the fullness of this experience or I was sober, but I wasn't, uh, you know, like I was dry, but not really sober. Um, it tells us also in how it works and it, it puts the ball back in the court of, of the listener. But if you, you have decided you want what we, the sober people have, and you are, you are willing to go to any length to get it, then you're ready to take certain steps. Now it's funny that some of these we walked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. How often do we balk at the directions? How often do we balk at Jesus saying, I am the one and only way? Who are you to say that? Now, what's interesting in regards to how it works, it says, rarely have we seen a person fail. Um, people fight it, but no one goes, oh, doing the steps is so exclusionary. You're telling me there's really only one way to get sober. And in regards to AA, the 12 steps tends to be the most effective way that we've seen, that we've witnessed for people to get and stay sober and to get clean. And some people might fight it. They balk. Um, they push back. But it's funny because no one says, how dare you make that claim? Now, people tried other things, but in our experience, nothing works as well as just doing the steps. Now, so, some people might f push back on the, the God or even Jesus of, uh, you know, of making that, that claim. But it's, it's interesting in, in the, the context of the scripture. Jesus transitions from the image of light and darkness in our previous I am statement to that of the shepherd and the sheep. When he says, I'm the door. And it seems, it almost seems strange. And what's interesting is it is the only inanimate object of all the I am say sayings. All of the other ones are not like a door or a thing. Like it, it, it talks about other living things. And as we reflect on the, the, the image of the door, something profound, insightful, even beautiful happens. For many shepherds, the sheepfold that I had described just a few moments ago, where they, they slept overnight, was attached to their home. So it wasn't some random field or like their house was there and then the sheep pen was, you know, the, the walls were, sheep, the, you know, near or maybe even attached to the house. Maybe the back of the house could even be one of the walls for the sheep pen. So to enter the sheepfold was to come home. It'd be hard to find a more powerful and, and contrasting analogy following the interaction for a man who was just kicked out by religious leaders. In keeping with light and darkness, the leaders were not able to understand the metaphor, the religious leaders Jesus was, was sharing. They continued to be blind by their actions and the people they impacted. So as, as the door, Jesus made it explicitly clear, he's the only means of coming home to God. He's the only one who can become, the only way one can become part of the people of God. There's no other way. When you go through the door, you are home, able to go in and out 
where you find abundant life complete with fullness and freedom or if you need that care because you've come in with cuts and bruises and need some of that that uh being brought back to health all of those things happen at this moment this is a startling claim that he makes about himself he jesus just continues to do that he makes these startling claims the only way to be a part of god's people is through me he says some some resent that comment some push back like modern day push back say whoa whoa stop with all this jesus talk. there are you know many ways all roads lead to god all roads do not lead to god and uh all roads don't lead to the final the final place of God, because people have different understandings and different images of God. It's it's not all the same God. Um, even in the definition of what, whether it's salvation, whether you know uh, reincarnation, whether all these, there's very different understandings of what the journey looks like. But I do love that Jesus says, "I'm the only way." However, he the only thing we have to do is go through the gate. There's no secret handshake. There's no uh, gauntlet we have to run. It tells us in the big book, God does not make hard turns for those who seek him. If you struggle, or if you know people who struggle with, hey, don't bring up Jesus, or slow down with this Jesus thing, I encourage you, if you encourage them, read the Gospels. Maybe read the Gospel of John with all these I am statements. When you read the Bible and you read any of the four Gospels, you will fall in love with the person of Jesus. There's, when you, when you, just the, if, you, if you have contempt prior to investigation when it comes to Jesus, if you're serious, just give a read of the Scripture. Take a little look. And the people who read about Jesus will fall in love with the person of Jesus. It will be clear Jesus is not a thief trying to come to steal and destroy. He's not a charlatan. He's not a cult leader. He has come to give life and give it more abundantly. That spiritual awakening, that rebirth. Um, many of us have spent our entire life searching and choosing the wrong door. When we find what was promised often is not what the, the, the promise doesn't match up with what gets delivered, especially in some of the, the hype of some of the things that we ingested or took. This will make you feel this way or this and that, blah, blah. And it always falls short. Jesus not only gave his life for us, but he gives us life. He gives life to us right now. He wants us to experience life to the full. I just, I encourage you to think about how can we open the door for those around us? How can we carry the message of our spiritual awakening to others, especially with those who want to push back? My encouragement to you is, share the message. 
Show them Jesus. If you can, if you have the relationship, even read with them about Jesus and let them fall in love with Jesus. And Jesus will do the rest. That concludes our third statement today, our, our episode. And so we'll have another one coming up. But I thank you for tuning in to Studio RC. We're getting a little close to our clock, still a little over, but not too bad today. Um, we encourage you, like the video, share the video, subscribe, um, do all those fancy social media things that we, we like with these so that, again, our, uh, our reach and our impact can be greater and greater each and every day. And so we thank you. We thank you for uh, watching Studio RC, and we just encourage you to have a great week. And uh, just remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless.